0: Well, we know this guy's for his uh, sports takes, his betting heaters, the professor, but we we need to know a little bit more about your profession, right? Sebastian Urban, uh, what do you want to tell us about what you do for work and how you kind of got started in the field of finance?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, I graduated from Bradley you know, with you uh, with a degree in finance, but um, I didn't like dive headfirst in the finance world. I had a sort of unorthodox path. Path to you know my position at Ironwood currently, so I actually went to uh, work at Epic Systems for a year, which is a healthcare tech firm up in Madison, um, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the hospital billing side of their app, but at the end of the day, you know, it was a healthcare tech company. Um, I was introduced to programming there, um, which I've actually been able to leverage um, and use to great success over at Ironwood. After about a year, though, um, I wanted to get back in the world of finance, right? Like, I wanted investing, like, that's where, why I went to school, um, and that's where I ultimately wanted to end up. So I started looking for, you know, firms that were hiring in Chicago, um, hiring mm-hmm. with capital happened to come up, um, and I've been here ever since. Working here for a little over three years now um, on their operational side of things, um, and it's picked up quite a bit since I've been here. Um, you know, have my Series 7, I'm a registered representative now. Um And really just learning about the
0: industry. So you were like in college, were you interested in the stock market or you just kind of knew like, hey, this is probably what I want to do when I'm, uh, you know, for a job to make money?
1: No, no, I was actually pretty interested in it. Um, You know, I didn't really have any capital of my own to invest at the time, but I definitely followed along. Um, I was a part of like the Financial Management Association. We had some like mock stock games and whatnot where I definitely participated in that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely wish I got into it sooner. Uh, Just another thing to kind of stay right up on. All right, well, let's get your take. What is your take on the current state of the market? Uh, Bear market rally? You know, we're thinking, we we keep asking, where is the bottom? We still got the bottom in for now, but this week was not the start we needed.
1: Right. So I mean, yeah, it obviously hasn't been a great year. You know, um, I think what second worst start for the s so far um, since like 1950. Um, but I think we were due for a little bit of a pullback. Do I sure. personally know where the bottom is going to be? No, not really. But there's just no way that we were going to be able to sustain the rapid growth that we've seen over the past three years right in the market like Look, 2019, we were up 30%. 2020, we were up 18%. 2021, we we're up 29%. You just can't sustain that type of growth in the market. There's just no way that it's just going to continue to churn out those type of returns. Yeah. So although you know, I was expecting a pullback, definitely not this much, <laughs> um, especially with you know the way things are going with inflation, the Fed tightening and heightening interest rates. Um, and just general world affairs, um, you know, I don't think it's going to be a po- positive end to the year. There's just I, there, I just don't see it.
0: I, I was talking with on the last pod we did here on core trades with the guy from Fidelity Investments. And he was kind of I, I mentioned I was like, we've seen two craziness. 2020, you mentioned that was, you know, the start of the meme stock era, the craze where you couldn't find a loser. You were just picking winners. Eighteen percent that year. That was with the crash. You know, we still ended up going up. Eighteen percent was crazy with that crash in March at the start of the coronavirus. But it's like, and now we've also seen the other end of that, where it's like, oh, you get humbled. Oh, there, it's not all great days. And holy crap, it's like, wow, where is the end? But you said it. It was like uh, the second winning week in the last thirteen. Uh, but you know, that it's tough. Everything's getting crushed. But the reason we brought you on here is because we get some good spirited bar debates on cryptocurrency so let's start (laughs) it there uh let's talk crypto what is just your general take dude okay so the original
1: idea of crypto i think it's a pretty neat idea right like if you're thinking about it right okay so you have some decentralized currency that you know no one can really regulate or, or or influence Um, So I think that that's a neat idea, but I think somewhere along the lines and where it's ended up today, it just lost its way. Like if you think about it now, right, like you have these big centralized crypto exchanges, right, like crypto.com, you know, Binance, just to name a few that are sort of acting like crypto banks, No, like that are just kind of like centralizing all of these transactions, just kind of like taking that away. Um, You also kind of have like a dollar equivalent. So I just don't see the difference between it versus another, you know, regular old currency other than the fact that you can't use it to buy anything.
0: Well, no, that's the thing is like why there are some pla- there are more companies that are starting to do it. And that was not so much now, obviously. Right. You know, no one's coming out saying like, hey, we'll take. But that was the thing. It's like Visa will accept Bitcoin. There's Bitcoin ATMs machines coming out like Miami was all in on Bitcoin, but they've got their own coin. But again, Miami is kind of the capital of all things fraud. But so why are smart people in on it? You know, like, it, you've got tech giants going big on it. Jack Dorsey, Zuckerberg. You've also got the equal amount of people that are not in on it. But, you know, what What do you explain on that? Are these people just completely missing the ball on this?
1: Um, I think if you're a big enough whale and a big enough investor in the market, I think it can be profitable if you're far enough in the know, right? Like You pick you've your spot. Seen it with, right, exactly. You've seen it kind of now with – with like Dodgecoin, right? And some of these others where it's been sort of these like pump and dump schemes almost sure. know, right? And it's like, if you're big enough, if you're a big enough fish in the pond and you're far enough in the know, then like, yeah, I'm sure it can be profitable for you. But if you're just like a regular old Joe Schmo, like you and I, yeah. um, you know, I just don't think we're that far in the know that like, once people start to sell, it's too late. And, you know, you could lose out on thousands of dollars.
0: Yeah, agreed. It's those people that get hurt. And it's like, but that's if you sold again. So here's here's the thing is like, we'll get into kind of the history of Bitcoin in just a little bit. But I kind of want to paint the picture of, you know, I didn't, this was what, I was born in 94. You were a couple of years after me, the dot-com bubble. And you see this comparison all the time. And it's like, you know, a lot of those people turned out to be right, who people thought were crazy at the time, as long as you, you know, you just, that's the thing about the market. There's people who are right and wrong all the time. It depends on when you ask them. Um, so I would ask you, you're in your mid-20s at your current job, but we're in the beginning of the 1990s. Someone starts talking to you about this thing that's going to connect everyone around the world in a new manner. It'll become part of everyone's daily life in 20 years without even knowing it. You're thinking what?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, that does sound like a pretty neat idea, you know, if you paint it that way. Um, I don't know how I'd react at the time. I mean, shoot, the completely different times, you know, but. You know, I'm like um, talking to you on my landline as we're discussing this, maybe (laughs) at the water cooler. uh. No, I get the picture you're trying to paint. And, you know, like I said, I yeah, do I think these decentralized currencies, do I think it's a neat idea? Mm -hmm. Sure. But do I think that they've lost their way a little bit? I, I do think so. Yes.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I don't really understand. Like, I, I kind of just not, I'm not in it as a fad, but I'm in it as like, I, I realized we went from cash to like, wait, credit cards and then everything online. It's like, why do we even have cash anymore? But then it's like, wait, okay, sure. we take it a step further. And it's like, why don't we just go all digital? And then it's, yeah, decentralized. But again, I'm not that guy where it's like, I'm going to defend blockchain till the day I die because sure. I don't really understand it that much
1: right right but i i think and i think we've we've talked about this you just mentioned it a little bit too like there's a lot of similarities between what's going on in the crypto market and the dot-com like bubble right like when it burst um and when i was researching it actually this week a little bit more i i i was very surprised that like how the market conditions were kind of the same like for example we had extremely low interest rates right it's exactly what we've had the past couple of years. Yep. We've had yeah. people that were just like eager to invest at like almost any valuation, right? For example, paying like hundreds of thousands or millions, sometimes upwards of
0: millions for a JPEG of a monkey. You know they, they, what I mean? <laughs> well, no, that's exactly right. They didn't want to miss out on the fad. Everyone's right. getting rich. It's going crazy. Hey, this new thing, the internet, they didn't want to miss out and they were too early. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah and then and then after the bubble burst right only a few of those dot .com, dot com companies remain and is that going to happen to crypto right like are some of these just going to completely collapse and only the strong remain at the end
0: so that's why I, where i think we're in total agreement because like i didn't even realize what the i didn't even know about these terra coins until i saw they were failing but like, I am like, I think the weak will get wiped out, but the strong will be here. Now, which ones are the strong? I hear the big the, the three names I really kind of mark down is like Bitcoin, then I discovered Ethereum, and now I've discovered Solana. But then I've also seen stuff like Solana's had their stuff halted. And I'm like, wait a second, what does that mean? You know, there's some people where their careers are in Solana. And like you said, I'm one of those guys that bought an NFT for $100, not, you know, okay. millions of dollars, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, again, a lot of Silicon Valley CEOs say crypto and NFTs are worthless. Again, it depends who you're asking. Um, And you said it. What what do you make of this headline? You know, we do hit some headlines here as we sneak it into the debate. Robinhood was like, you know, I used to love it as actually using it just for trading. And then they got into that whole mess and whatnot. But now that they are a public company and they've just been getting slaughtered with everyone else. One of those big trading companies, FTX, is rumored to buy Robinhood. So FTX was a company that started as exclusively crypto, and now they're starting to dip into stocks, whereas Robinhood was like stocks, and then they kind of pumped to their crypto meme stock base. But that's one of the headlines from this week. Is
1: FTX the, the the crypto firm that's like bailed out a couple others too that have rumored to be insolvent? I, I think so. Yeah. That
0: guy, um, it's kind of like Steve Cohen. I yeah. don't know, you bail out your friends, but yeah, the CEO is pretty uh, big and kind of bailing out a bunch of his yeah, buddies.
1: yeah. So he's been throwing cash around apparently. Um, but I mean, hey, getting into you know the stock market trading where, um, I guess. It's more like consistent, yeah. I would say, than, than crypto. I, I think that's a good expansion for the guy, you know. Yeah,
0: they're trying to, I mean, be kind of the next thing. More people get into it if it's like, oh, you could trade stocks there too. Um, all right, yeah, I'll kind of say this on like the metaverse. So I think they all kind of tie in. It's like cryptocurrency, uh, the metaverse and NFTs, where it's like Zuckerberg kind of ushered in web 2.0, which is you got the internet, which is web 1.0 social media, which is, you know, all these different apps and everyday part of everyone's life 2.0. And this is th- theoretically 3.0. Um, he changes Facebook, you know, he ushered in 2.0 with Facebook changes to meta COO of 12 years dips, you know, she leaves like they don't, uh, people are disagreeing on the direction of the company, but I would just say, look at where video games were. And it's a little different because I saw an interview with uh, Zuckerberg and Jim Kramer where they did it in the metaverse. And it's so primitive. Like the graphics are, it's like old school GTA. And that's where I'm kind of just like, all right, is this just going to keep getting more and more advanced to where all of a sudden, you know, this past year, the Oculus was the most sold like, or the most trending gift on Christmas. Are more and more people just all of a sudden gonna have an oculus and just spend more time in this digital universe
1: i mean I can't speak for everyone else but uh you know I prefer the real world you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> so you can, y'all can all throw your
0: headsets on and you know but you like video games day, too so. right like it yeah would be, no, yeah, well, yeah it would be essentially I, I playing a lifelike video game with your friend in a new manner but yeah you, you know you just have to expand your mind a little yeah, no, I guess that's a that's
1: a fair point as well. Yeah, I do enjoy video games for a time, though. Right, like I can't envision us, you know, going to like what's that uh, movie that you you mentioned that, that uh, uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, like, I can't envision that ever being like a full on thing. You know what I mean? Sure. But like, yeah. I guess maybe for a time. And it, yeah, I did see that interview that you're talking about. The graphics are just completely terrible. <laughs> it's, right so now. it's kind of comical.
0: But what's cool is like, and I don't I don't have a pair of Oculus. And I, you know, I see those videos of people like playing games and it looks cool. I see guys golfing in the airport with them on like Austin Short. Our buddies, joking about watching, you know, shit with the Oculus on like TV. And I I don't know, maybe that's just like a a niche thing. But yeah, like you said, I think it is cool like that you are like making eye contact with a different avatar in that universe. But again, it's like, it's like, all right, how cool is that on your own scale? Right, right. And I guess I see the appeal like from time to time, you know,
1: I mean, and I guess we'll have to see where it goes, right? It's still in the very early stages.
0: Yeah, love it. This is Sebastian Urban. We're talking on core trades here. Last thing on crypto before we get you out of here, and we'll end with kind of what stocks, sectors, markets you like, you're invested in, you have liked, you like for the future, etc. But uh, here, here's kind of my, you know, prediction here, or we'll just see. Um, when did you first kind of hear of Bitcoin?
1: When I first heard of it. Was back in like when I was in like high school, like when people were talking about it on like the, the dark web or like the deep web or whatnot. That's when I like first heard of it. I never really understood it at the time. That's yeah. when I first heard of it.
0: When I first heard I, of it. So you're kind of talking like 2013, I feel like yeah, around there. Yeah. So yeah. I remember I had just graduated college 2017 and we're hanging out with J.J. And he, another finance guy, and he's telling me about how he's got like, you know, his old Windows 94 computer just mining Bitcoin. And he's like, dude, it's, you know, he's talking to me. It just goes way over my head. I have no idea. Until obviously 2020. And it's like, all right, every how do you not know what Bitcoin is? So, I, you know, it's just like you're talking about cryptocurrency as, yeah, there's going to be shit coins. But Bitcoin, I mean, just look at the history of it. The first boom was in 2017, which JJ's is talking about, you know, mining all this stuff. It went, uh, stuff 4,000 to 20,000 in four months. And then it like got crushed, right? It went back down to 3,000 just 11 months later. And it took two years to get back to the all time high. And it went over 65,000. That's when everyone was fucking loving it. Right. Uh, just a year after hitting that 20,000 again. Uh, it's taken eight months to come back down to 20000 You and I are keep watching that level. Um, so that first crypto winter, Bitcoin lost 85%. You've called this the crypto ice age, which I like. That was nicely coined by you. This has dropped 70%. So there's potentially more to go. But what about in four years? That's what I'm saying. Like If this, if this keeps up, so that's potentially down to $10,000 uh, for Bitcoin. The low of three thousand in November twenty eighteen, then twenty two x. So if this, if Bitcoin takes another beating for three months down to ten k, I'm calling Bitcoin to two hundred and twenty thousand November two thousand twenty five. All right, mark that down, CBass. We'll get you back on, and we'll uh, we'll see if I'm calling cap or not. Um, but I don't, you know, what about that trend? Like, is this again where everyone in two thousand seventeen was probably like, yeah, nah, and then now look where it was in twenty twenty. I feel like this is another one of those phases, but who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think in order for it to continue to not just be like a fad and actually possibly reach the levels you're talking about, there has to be more practical uses for it, right? And I know you said that it's some more companies are starting to accept them. They're starting to get there. But I think there needs to be more of a practical application for it for guys like me to buy (laughs) in.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree on that. Um, it's interesting. All right. So let's get you out. What are your thoughts on the DC 85? Did you take a look at some of those? You, you <laughs> like any of those picks?
1: You gotta send me the full, the full uh list. You only post your your winners and laggers on the um, Oh yeah. The, uh, I had the I had
0: the one list of the full. I haven't like bought and sold any since I posted, I think a month ago. Like the yeah, I actually did. So the bear market rally, I did trim uh, BSPK, which is like this finance for the steady winner. It's got one of those daily charts, which just moves in like, you know, straight angles. Like it doesn't even and it's just steady up. I love it. But I trimmed some of it. I, I had to, Apple's a winner. I had to trim some of it because Kramer's got me worrying about what their earnings are going to say coming up uh, because of the China lockdown. Uh, so I was, I took a couple shares off. The, the
1: famous Kramer reverse ETF that's like up on the year this year.
0: <laughs> Dude, he's so entertaining. Like, that's another thing is like, I'm loving CNBC because it's just like the programming is great. You know, you they're just constantly talking to people who are, you know, rich as fuck and you just listen to everyone's different opinion and yeah, they're, they're all got their own personalities. All right. So let's get Sebastian Urban out of here on core trades with uh, what stocks, sectors, markets you like you're invested in what you're looking at.
1: Yeah, no. So I've always been a little bit of a, not really a traditional investor in the fact that I don't really care what sector or that, that, you know, or what the company really does. What I look at is the dividend. That's what I am. I am a dividend investor. I like funds, mutual funds, ETFs, ERITs, stocks, that give me an actual dividend, give me an actual return. And maybe this is why I'm so bearish on crypto because I don't really, you know, I'm not seeing anything unless I were to sell it, but right. I like the the funds that really give you something in return that you can reinvest, right. And then continue to grow your portfolio, even if you aren't putting more money in it. Right. So it's just a couple of stocks that are out there that pay really good dividends that are in my portfolio, right. Like Pfizer, Uh, Chevron, Paramount, um, a lot of bank stocks like um, Wells Fargo, Morgan, those companies that just continue to give you a dividend every year that you can kind of reinvest um, and continue to grow your your portfolio.
0: Yeah, I love that. I didn't kind of really understand that until after I was kind of in Procter & Gamble is one in the DC 85 I love. That's a great dividend stock. Um, Yeah, like I always was like, I'm looking at AT AT&T and Verizon. I'm like, what the hell is the point of investing in this company that goes up one dollar a year and i'm like oh it's the dividend
1: um
0: yeah so there you go um all right good looks appreciate it uh sebastian urban uh there's always a bull and a bear somewhere and we bring you all the opinions here on the dylan corbett podcast Now, what was the name of your firm sorry i missed that ironwood ironwood capital awesome all right appreciate the insight my man thanks for stopping by